0: Welcome to the Metal Hammer podcast. It's episode fifty-six. I'm Mel. You're L. Hi, Mel. Hi, L. Hi. <laughs> uh, what's going on in the world? The latest issue of Metal Hammer is out right now. That's what's going on. Uh, if you haven't picked up our special Ghost issue yet, what the fuck's wrong with you? We got two very special covers shot by the brilliant John McMurtry. Uh, I was there. I saw him do it over in Paris. It was it was a high uh, high stress and very tightly put together photo <laughs> shoot. But it looks amazing. Each cover comes with its own set of gifts. And if you're not a Ghost fan, there's still loads of stuff in the issue anyway. I'm talking Iron Maiden, Rotten Christ, Architects, uh, Children of Bodom, King 810, Dream Theater. Every single tiny aspect of the world we call heavy metal is covered in some way or other because we're Metal Hummer, that's what we do. So go pick up the latest issue. It is out right bloody now. It's really good. What's going on?
1: I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, a Watain show in Singapore. Do you read about this? I do know about that, yeah. This kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a Watain show in Singapore got cancelled after an online petition asking for the show to be pulled. Got over 15,000 signatures. Yeah. The fuck's insane, going on? Isn't it? What's happening? And now, apparently, a show by soul could also be uh, under pressure or, or under um, threat of closure yeah, so as well. So,
1: basically, I've read about this, but I haven't looked into who started the petition. Do you know who started the petition? As, it's like a, as
0: far as I know, it's just someone a who doesn't like the one, isn't band. it. It's not
1: like, you know, because at first when I saw the headline, I thought, oh no, it's like a government department bandit or, you know, is there some kind of pressure group? But it seems to be a petition started by a person who's objecting to Watain and thinks that their lyrics are somehow satanic or promote suicide I think it even said on something which they don't obviously no that's ridiculous so I don't know have you seen the petition
0: Uh, I have seen the petition yeah and there are loads of signatures on it Um, it does mention soil work as well Calls them both satanic metal, the idea that soil work or a satanic metal band is hilarious to me. That's uh, so weird. I mean isn't in the it? case of Watain, a bit more understandable. Well you can see the
1: iconography <laughs> of Watain and you could draw some conclusions, which might not be the right conclusions, but you could draw some conclusions. But for soil work, yeah, that's so weird for just bizarre, isn't it? It just shows Such you bullshit. it's a reminder of how people outside of metal look at metal or a certain section of society look at metal, Yeah, anyway.
0: yeah I mean we've talked before about uh, you know, obviously Metal Hammer does a lot of um, coverage on the global metal scene L is very much uh, the person kind of behind uh, most of that focus um, and it just goes to show that there are still territories out there that have this very backwards and kind of over the top view of metal and metal bands being able to to play and uh, express themselves and and you know um, have their art represented around the world uh, it's just bizarre to me that this is still happening um, Watain's response to the show getting pulled was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just one small quote from a very, very long Instagram post. I think they I think it was, might have been Facebook. Um Watain said to the honourless rats behind the ban, rest assured that you in your cowardly act has only stirred the cauldrons of your own misfortune.
1: I mean it's a pretty muscle response, isn't it? It's
0: unbelievable. Watane just one of those bands that like even when they just put out a statement you could just take metal lyrics off it and just make a song out of them. Um, so yeah, really strange to see that happening, that um, metal gigs are getting cancelled for quite ludicrous reasons. Uh, as far as we're aware anyway, I don't think it's anything more than people just getting a bit scared at scary music coming into their ah, neighbourhoods.
1: So this, this is me looking into it right now.
0: Brilliant. Prepared. Live reportage. There's something
1: called the Infocom Media Development Authority and they're a statutory board in the Singapore government that seeks to deepen regulatory capabilities. Oh, okay, this is very, very wordy. It's basically talking about, it's basically a government body that seems to be, oh, it's so wordy, I need to read this further. Seems to be a statutory body in Singapore that looks at what's happening in the media. And then they put out a statement saying, Okay, so, the petition happened, it was passed on to the Ministry of Culture, Community and Youth, and then this body in Singapore has put out a statement that said MHA Express has expressed serious concerns about the concert given the band's history of denigrating religions and promoting violence, which has potential to cause... Promoting violence? Which has potential to cause enmity and disrupt Singapore's social harmony. So that's what this body has said. So... Yeah, and as we all know weird.
0: trying to censor metal completely stops it from existing and definitely doesn't make definitely it more controversial it more popular. and therefore more <laughs> of interest to people who want to definitely get into it no. whatever happened to Marilyn manson they tried to said to him where did he ever go uh yeah just bizarre really um a lot of very st- uh, understandably strong uh, kind of emotional response to this from people across our, our website and on our facebook page um, we'll see what happens, whether Watain will get to play Singapore in the future or uh, if this is going to be, I don't want to be say part of a trend because this has been going on for 50 years, this kind of stuff now. Yeah, but it's a
1: change.org position to the Ministry of Culture, Community and Youth and at the moment 18,000 people have signed it.
0: That's just crazy, isn't it? What difference does it make to you? Oh, Let God. me just read this description. I suppose you need a deeper understanding of certain um, kind of...
1: The description says... These heavy metal bands do not represent the culture which we want in our youths. Their subliminal messages in their songs include Death and Suicide. Sign this position to get our lawmakers to ban these bands from performing in Singapore. It's very strong. Like And they're talking about soil work as well. Somebody have it. got some very, very st- yeah, band satanic music groups Watane and Soilwork performing in Singapore. These are Exceptionally strongly. Calling,
0: I mean, again, Watan is one thing. Even calling Watan this is ridiculous. But calling Soilwork a satanic, suicidal metal band, they should print a T-shirt with that. It's just fucking ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but you know that, as I said, that's that's what parts of the world and parts of society still see metal as. It's daft. Um, there's if nothing subtle to... about Watane's message. They say it's subliminal. There's absolutely nothing subliminal about Watane's message. By the way, they know exactly what they what they're on about and what they stand for. It's just censorship for the sake of censorship, really.
1: There's a lot of very interesting comments on this petition as well, so it's worth having a look. And it's just and you can yeah. see
0: that petition via the Metal Hammer site if you want to go and look this up now. But don't go on and sign it. That'd be really <laughs> shitty. Please don't. <laughs> They've already got banned anyway, so can't be banned again. Oh well.
1: What else is happening?
0: Well, tell me something. Tell me something good that's happening in the world of metal, though.
1: Megadeth have a graphic novel coming out. That's cool. Yeah, I, it seems like they're doing kind of various chapters for around various songs. I think with different artists. Yeah. Is that right? They're sort of splitting it up into. Yeah, exactly.
0: I know cool, that yeah. um, some of the people that were involved in uh, the legacy of the beast made Maiden comic are involved in this, Nice. Uh, that also did the Eternal Descent comic a few years ago. Uh, yeah, loads of different artists, 300, 350 pages as well. So it's, a, so it's really, it's a proper sounds uh, more like a graphic book. novel.
1: I mean, I guess that's what a graphic novel is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: more so. That's more, more so, like a book. <laughs> um, as my four eyes into Forbidden Planet tell me.
1: It sounds like a good coffee table book to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully it could be cool. Like Megadeth, certainly you have the uh, literal imagery and kind of uh, lyrical imagery to... To uh, make something really cool out of that. They're obviously in a very celebratory mood. They've just done their weirdly named warheads on foreheads.
1: I still don't get it. I don't
0: get it either. What it am
1: I missing? Sounds what are like we missing? A, Tell like, us, please.
0: Something you call really angry spots. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's uh, the 35 years of Megadeth. So they're in a very... Uh, celebratory moods recognising the legacy of one of the greatest thrash metal bands of all fucking time which I am not? fine with by the way
1: I'm also fine with celebrating
0: yeah uh, there's going to be a new Megadeth album out this year isn't there as Dave talked yeah. to us about at the start of the year in metal Hammer,
1: potentially having bus beats on it. yeah heavier
0: stuff I love that Megadeth I, I, I like the last album but Megadeth definitely due they go in cycles and they are definitely due an absolute banger of an album so bring it on as far as I'm concerned
1: bring it on
0: uh, in bums news uh, <laughs> Feed the Rhino Merlin
1: well, is obsessed With saying the word Bum for bad things It's just such a good word
0: But it just is Isn't it Because it sounds depressing If you say it in the right way Oh that's Bum But
1: you're bummed out you're
0: So blunt And this This did bum me out Feed the Rhino Is splitting up uh, One of London's finest In fact one of the UK's Best hardcore bands Of the last 10 years Plus I think it is Around about 10 years That they've been around Actually Um probably not that surprising to people who have followed Feed the Rhino's career because they kind of cancelled tours at one point. It looked like they weren't able to really make the band work along with their, uh, you know, regular lives and day jobs and personal lives and all the rest of it. Um, So it's been a bit rocky around the Feed the Rhino camp for a few years. They put an album out last year, of course, but uh, they've obviously decided that it's just not quite working out for them and uh, they're going to go their separate ways. the final show is at the London Underworld on May 17th if you like Feed the Rhino if you haven't heard of Feed the Rhino before but you want to go and see a phenomenally good live band um, as I said one of the best British hardcore bands of recent times you should definitely get yourself down to that and uh, give them a good send off because they are a fucking badass band very much one of the flagship bands uh, here on the Metal Hammer podcast a few years ago in a prior life Hmm. Mm. so yeah cheers to them pull one out for Feed the Rhino If you're uh, into that kind of thing. (laughs) Um.
1: That seems to be it for news. No more news. (laughs) I feel like we've there ended no on a, I feel like we've ended on a downer. I know. I
0: feel bad now. Yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, it's a bit of a like shit sandwich with a nice creamy Megadeth filling. <laughs> that news, wasn't it? It Fuck was. It. Oh well. Let's oh, well. I've been listening. I've been watching too much Alan Partridge. That sounded awful. So, me too. But
1: it's good, though, isn't it? Let's talk about
0: good stuff. Stuff that's getting us hyped. Um, once a month or thereabouts, when I remember to put it in the podcast schedule, um, we pull out one of the new bands that we are raving about at the moment, uh, and the lead new band piece. In the latest issue of Metal Hammer, which you can pick up right now, already talked about it a bit, a band called Twin Temple. What do you think of these guys? Interesting. Interesting? Yeah. Yes. A good starting point. A
1: good starting point, because they mix metal and doo-wop. Yes. Um,
0: Which is, for people who don't know what doo-wop is.
1: 50s stuff.
0: (laughs) Basically, (laughs) if you imagine Amy Winehouse, but she was singing about Satan instead of breaking up with boys and going to black and all that kind of stuff and dark stuff and depression. But talking about Satan and Lucifer and Beelzebub, that's what Twin Temple are basically.
1: They've got a cool aesthetic as well. They've got a cool, very dark video and lots of dark pictures sort of you know oh you know
0: what i didn't even put the video in my notes yeah that video is mad it's quite explicit isn't it it's very explicit. there are boobs and willy and lots of blood in that video so you should definitely go check it out i can't remember what which song it is um it might be sex magic i can't remember that's one of the big songs but uh yeah if you go look up twin temple on youtube um that video is absolutely nuts and it's the most metal video i've seen in ages even though I guess what's interesting is it's another of those bands that they're not they're not a metal band at all. Like this music is not metal. It's barely got guitars in it. um, But there's something really cool and subversive about it. It's, 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 again, it's on that very kind of Amy Winehouse kind of vibe, um, kind of jazzy, uh, kind of 50s and 60s inspired jams. Um, It's sexy and it's cheeky. But it's got this kind of eerie streak running through it that makes it just feel a bit horrible because it's kind of this—it's so upbeat and kind of swing-based, but it's singing about really uh, gnarly stuff. Um, and yeah, the album's really fucking good. The album's called uh, Twin Temple. Bring you their signature sound. Dot 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 satanic doo-wop and it's out now via it's on rise above as well so you know it's good you know it's credible in the metal world if it's on I'm rise above i'm pretty up, sure was. we
1: put something on our facebook page and lots of people commented saying not saying this is not metal as much as this is not real doo-wop there are actually really? some, there are actually some comments going this isn't doo-wop oh, and i was like sake. i don't know enough to know whether you're right or not but just so maybe you could just like, listen to it and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, not
0: a, I'm not an expert in doo-wop. I loved um, Amy Winehouse's stuff and uh, probably ignorantly, I never really, I guess because it was just popular at the time, I never kind of listened to it and thought, I'm going to go get into it to a doo-wop now. Um, it just didn't really go on my radar. But if, if you're like a really casual doo-wop fan, I can <laughs> promise you it's really good. And as I say, lyrically, it's really dark and twisted and cool and satanic. Um... Uh, Jonathan Seltzer did a brilliant uh, interview with them in the new issue of Hammer, which runs over a couple pages, which you should definitely read. Um, it talks about uh, ch- challenging things like female sexuality and freedom of expression um, via Satan, obviously, because that's the best way to channel all that stuff. Um, and uh, it talks about how they really wound up a lot of hardline right wing Christians in the States um, because, you know, it is subversive, it is satanic. The church didn't like it very much. And they got uh, so much. Um, I guess negative attention off the back of the, uh, the kind of content of the music that they actually got their own segment. Do you know, uh, do you know Infowars and Alex Jones? Do you know that guy?
1: You've mentioned him before.
0: Yeah, so if, you're not, if you don't know what Infowars is, it's kind of this weird um, uh, extremist like conspiracy theorist site and YouTube channel where, uh, very um, <laughs> let's just say eccentric people come up with some pretty uh bizarre conspiracy theories about the government and everything else, and for some weird reason, Twin Temple got their own segment on InfoWars with Alex Jones, who's kind of like the main um bell end on uh InfoWars, um, which I think is amazing because Alex, I mean, Alex Jones is a guy that somehow has managed to get on like the BBC and all sorts of stuff, he's quite high profile for uh a conspiracy theorist Wally Um, and for some reason he decided to turn his ire onto Twin Temple so they've been making waves in all all the right ways you know you're you're doing some good things in metal if you're pissing off those kind of people Um, but what they've actually got to say about their music and what it means to them uh, again about freedom of expression and everything else I think is really really cool so go listen to uh Twin temple, twin temple bring you their satan- oh fu- I fucked it <laughs> Twin Temple bring you their signature sound satanic doo-wop out now and rise above and then go pick up the latest issue of Metal Hammer to read Jonathan Seltzer's really really good um, feature with the band because they're really interested. I didn't say that a husband and wife do it as well mm. which is quite cool, so is quite cool. there's a lot to unpick there very 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 good indeed and <clears throat> even though it's not metal it's something very different for our scene which is always a nice thing I think I have gone know if I to it now. <laughs> Shall we do some media questions? Yeah. But yeah, honestly, go listen to it. The, the music's really, really good.
1: Well, we kind of addressed this, but Joe Caddick asks, is this a worrying trend that religious groups are targeting metal bands again?
0: I yeah. I feel
1: like it's not gone away. I feel like there's always a group targeting, religious groups targeting metal bands. Because again, if you look at the content of some of the features we've had in the magazine, last issue we ran one uh, on Iran, and that was talking about how It's still really difficult to make metal and play metal there for religious reasons. And even though the country might be more liberal than people perceive, there's still, you know, um, very harsh ruling. And what what are the words I'm looking for? It's it's difficult to live. It's difficult. Like, the government is... um, Help
0: tyrannical, yeah, oppressive, (laughs) oppressive. That was what I was looking for. The government
1: is oppressive, and so even though people are living more liberal lives, you might think they're still not able to produce the kind of art they might want to produce because they're working in this climate where it's still seen as being, um, contrary to, to what should happen in the society. So people have to often leave. Um, a couple of bands we were talking to for the Iran piece have had to leave the country. Um, one musician's gone to live in Norway and an, basically sort of like an art scholarship there and go and live and work there and like had to leave his family behind um, and bandmates behind so it's just not easy in a lot of places um, and we forget what it's like I think just because we don't face these problems day to day so It is worrying because, you know, people's lives are at risk here, but I wouldn't say it was a worrying trend so much as something that is just still happening, unfortunately.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done to kind of make, uh, make metal as accepted and understood as it should be across the world. It's one thing if, you know you're from a village in england and uh, you're the only metalhead in town and people might pick on you and stuff and that's fucking awful and that's the kind of stuff that that has been tackled in this country a lot more over the last 10 years and that's great but when you take that to the extent where people are literally being put in jail and sometimes worse for playing metal um often under the you know it kind of it's not just religion we're talking about really we're talking about governmental stuff as well but religion is obviously Often quite a big part of, of that ruling um, ideology in certain territories and stuff. It, you know it's scary that it that it can still happen and it and it, it does still happen. Um, you mentioned uh, bands from Iran that we've talked to before. Um, I know that Olma from For I Am King. Um, she she escaped to Iran when she was young and ended up living in the Netherlands and that enabled her to kind of get into metal and yeah. express herself through that. Uh, There's a lot of examples of of that kind of thing going on. Um, But I think at least one of the maybe few good things about the internet at the moment is that uh, people can see that there is a global family for metal out there. There's a global community of people who can understand that and hopefully that will contribute to metal being more understood and um, not accepted, but at least fucking tolerated, you Mm. know? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Brendan says... Slayer and Ghost clashed at Download Sydney. That sucked. <laughs> it does suck. Do we know anyone else that went to Download Sydney? Because it looked like a good old time. If you did, come on to facebook.com forward slash Readers and tell us about it. Uh, yeah, Brendan says Slayer and Ghost clashed at Sydney. What would you have done in that situa- in that situation? Oh, Brendan was reviewing, so he watched some of each. Wow. How diplomatic. Very diplomatic. <laughs> what I, would you would do, we... Al? I know what you do. Do you? You go see ghosts.
1: In that situation where slayer are winding down i yeah. think i would go and see slayer because that's probably uh. your last chance do you know what yeah. i mean whereas you can probably see ghost again i'd but probably
0: go see slayer as well
1: in a world where slayer were carrying on and ghosts were carrying on i'd go and see ghost
0: yeah the idea of what ghosts are and they're doing excites me more in 2019 than Slayer. Same here. But it's fucking Slayer, and they're retiring. Yeah. And also, to be fair, they've been shit hot live again for they the were last few years. Slayer. Awesome
1: when we saw them on their
0: last yeah, tour. They're really good at Wembley. They were great at Bloodstock uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I have absolutely no doubt that they're going to be immense at Download. Um, I'm hoping that I'll get another chance to see them before the end. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's Slayer and they're bowing out, you've got to go see Slayer, really, haven't you? Exactly. I mean, I, you know, it seems weird to say it now with what happened with Keith Flint, but when the Prodigy did Sonosphere, um, I went to see Black Sabbath uh, because they were playing in London that same night and the idea of missing a Prodigy gig was almost blasphemous to me, but it's like, it's fucking Black Sabbath, you just don't know when you're going to get to see them again. Obviously, a bit weird in the context of what's happened since, but... I think if you know for a fact that a band's retiring, you've got to go them. You've got to go see. Go, them. yeah. You never know. The moral of the story is you never know when you're going to get to see your favourite bands again. Sorry, take every every opportunity you can to go do it. What else is going on? What's well, Richard want to know?
1: Richard wants to know bands that tour in multiple guises, i.e., Entombed slash Entombed AD, Venom slash Venom Inc, Black Flag slash Flag, etc.
0: I didn't know about Flag.
1: Do you see it as a good thing because we get different iterations of something we love? Or is it time for them to all fuck and make up? I did not know what was coming at
0: the end. Fuck and make up?
1: You put these questions together. Don't put that
0: imagery in my head. You put these questions together and I
1: literally just read that out in real time without knowing what I was going to read out.
0: Um, Now I feel dirty. I forgot it was there, sorry. (laughs) Uh, I just laughed. I'd have to look this up because I didn't know about this because I'm a bit ignorant about... um, Black uh, flag, flag, but uh, <laughs> this, whichever whichever side of the the split flag is, <laughs> that's just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> like got day AD Venom Inc. They're trying to kind of keep it, and then with the black flag one, someone just went oh, flag. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even bother to like try and keep the name alive in any way whatsoever. <laughs> Um, I presume that's what's happened. As I said, I have not noticed I don't know either. That.
1: I was not aware of this, so we're um, both ignorant.
0: I know that there's talk of the Black Flag are doing something, aren't they? Again, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm Look, losing Black my Black flag flag. my few uh, my few punk points I have left. I'm afraid. Um, I'm. Oh, okay, God. Yeah, so
1: Black Flag is led by Greg Ginn or is it Jim I've only ever seen it written down, so I don't know. The SST, main man. SST Records. And Ron Rees. And then Flag is led by (laughs) Keith Morris. Oh, okay. So...
0: Flag. Well, um... I I did not know that
1: either. Take all my points.
0: I think everybody would probably... Unless you've got a band that's just a state across the board. I think most people would rather their favourite band stuck together than splitting up. Yeah, but
1: this is like... Yeah, carry on. or got back
0: together than staying split up I should say but I think um, I don't know it's up to you is it really <laughs> the problem is is that I mean I, I do like Entombed um, I'm not a massive Venom fan I know I'm absolutely shifting all my credibility with this question I think the problem is is that it's not really happened with any bands that I'm I was just thinking desperately mean? Yeah, there's no one that I'm that so passionate
1: about that it tears me up inside that they're not together and if there was a band like that I would just go and see all the iterations because I'd probably just wanna hear all my favourite songs yeah. from both sides and just make a call. But yeah, I agree I'm not really passionate enough about these bands. I mean people. one
0: that does come to mind is, is Immortal because uh, Immortal as we know them now released a fucking great album and um, have have seemed to stay on it. Whereas Garl uh, can be a bit ropey live at the moment and um, is obviously the far more iconic of all the people involved in that situation. But I think he's not quite as on the straight and narrow uh, in terms of his his live performances and where he's at. So I guess that's a good example of, um, I'd definitely rather go and see Immortal than, than go see Garl. Do you know what I kind of slept on? Actually, I don't really
1: know. What I kind of slept on with this was Caius Lives. I've never seen Caius Lives. Uh, Ah, yeah, I saw Caius Lives. But I really loved Caius, so I don't know why I never saw Caius Lives because that should I should have gone to that. That would have been really good. I don't know what the reason is why I've not seen that. then. yeah, I would see that. Was it the
0: forum or the electric? No, the electric forum.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. I think this is a few years ago now, isn't it? But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Thought it was really cool. You're probably a bigger Kais fan than I am, actually, but... Uh, uh, Why I have rare. I not
1: seen them? But do but, but
0: even that wasn't really, like, a sp- because Rich's question is asking specifically oh, like when you've got two different yeah, yeah, yeah. things running around at the same time. Yeah. Um, which is quite rare, but yeah, it does happen, doesn't it? I guess it's just down to what people prefer. Like, it's better to have, I guess, one really good version of a band... Um, and one version you don't like as much than none at all, I think. if I was a massive venom fan, um, I, I presume that I would rather have the opportunity to see two versions of venom than not have any at all because at the end of the day, if you go and see them and you don't like what they're doing, you not have to you can just go and listen to your venom albums. So surely it's better to have them than not have them at all. Yeah. Uh, in terms of fucking makeup, well, yeah, that'd be great, but you can't really control that. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so there we go imagine whatever what, you like imagine whilst... what
1: weird babies they might all have oh uh,
0: let's not <laughs> little corpse painted children everywhere I'm just thinking about immortal though <laughs> um, yeah
1: Michael Jolly asks do you prefer small club shows or huge arena I just realised
0: that's something really shows? fucking stupid because I was sat talking about immortal and I was talking about girl obviously I mean Abath, not girl what the fuck am I talking about I wasn't listening sorry Sorry, world.
1: I was Googling things, sorry.
0: Sorry, my bad. It's because I, I actually went to see Girls world the other day, um, so I was thinking about how he's uh, gone off and gone on his own tangent as well. Obviously, I didn't mean the pointy-bearded icon girl. I meant the panda-faced Garl legend that is Abath. And if you've never
1: seen the feature on the Metal Hollow website of... Abath going round London to various landmarks. You should look that up.
0: Yeah. I've just lost all, basically, in the space of about five minutes there, I lost my punk points by saying I didn't know what was going on with Black Flag. I lost my uh, proto metal, <laughs> proto thrash metal points by saying I wasn't that bothered about Venom. I lost all my death metal points by not being that bothered about Entombed. And then I spunked all my black metal points up the wall by getting Gaal and uh, Abath mixed up. So.
1: Almost like it's. At the end of a long day. Yeah,
0: it almost is like that, isn't it? Sorry, oh, nice. everybody. Sorry. Editor of I'm having a mare. Please don't shout at me. At least I've caught myself. Anyway, oh. let's move we on. Go on to another question yeah, from please, Michael Jolly? Please do before I get exposed anymore for the useless poser I am.
1: Michael Jolly says, do you prefer small club shows or huge arena slash stadium shows?
0: Um.
1: Case by case basis, that's what I say. Yeah. I'm a fence sitter. It depends what band it is and what venue it is.
0: Yeah, I agree. Although, there, there aren't many bands that, you know, like, if you had yeah, a band at Norman a Stadium, you'd stick them in a venue. club show, wouldn't you? Yeah. But um, it depends, really. I'd love to see Iron Maiden in the underworld, but at the same time, at this point, you kind of want to see a bit of a show with them. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah. There aren't many big bands I wouldn't love to stick in a club show just to see what it would be like. That's very so, very true. There
1: you go. I would love to see a Nine Inch Nails or a Ramstein in a tiny venue.
0: That'd be fucking cute.
1: Although like you said, their shows are amazing. So
0: I'd love to see what Ramstein could try and fit into a tiny venue now.
1: And a sparkler. <laughs>
0: I don't I reckon they An to get indoor sparkler. Uh, Philippe. On Twitter says, uh, will Baby Metal release a new album this year? I think so. I think so too. It's about time. Fox
1: Day is coming up soon. It's Okay, so how many days till Fox Day? Let's do some maths. Um, 18.
0: Well, no, 19. 30 days per September, April, <laughs> June, June, and, and November. November. 20. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's almost Fox Day, <laughs> yeah. which is April the
1: 1st. And it's weird that Fox Day is on April Fool's Day, because you see their announcements and you're like, is this true? But I don't think Baby Metal honour April Fool's Day, I think they only honour Fox Day. And I think we'll get some kind of announcement on April the 1st. Yeah, it's
0: 20. That's right, the third time.
1: I think we'll get some kind of announcement on April the 1st, but I don't know what kind of announcement we'll get. They might announce something's coming, they might announce a date, they could reveal a new member, we don't know. Yeah. Or they could reveal that they won't be a new member. Will it be a duo? Will it be the onstage 5-0? What's the name for that? What's a five people?
0: What? Uh, you can't have
1: a five o. Quintet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, some. I know. It's weird that um, I feel really invested in the narrative of baby metal now. In the sense that... Not the story within the songs, I mean the actual band, because no one knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And this gonna it's gonna be fascinating true, to see what happens next on. It's
1: it. a true secret. Like we genuinely don't know, and none of the people we've talked to know. Because they keep everything completely under wraps. They really do. like basically on lockdown.
0: We this is quite unusual, but we probably find out about stuff that's happening in Baton, like, oh, well maybe a day before everyone else does. Because yeah. that's just the way that band operate. Bands like Baby metal, Ramstein, Tool, like you just can't, you can't crack those eggs. They are...
1: Solid eggs.
0: Solid eggs. They are solid <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Um, Do foxes lay eggs? No, no. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, no. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck now. Um, um, I got
1: an AA, Love of Biology. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you know.
1: I know foxes don't lay eggs. I thought I knew stuff about but metal, they, but there we if go. If they did lay eggs... Imagine.
0: Yeah, I don't know where where to go with Imagine that. Imagine if
1: off. the fox got laid an egg and a new member of baby mem- new member of Baby milk came out. This up
0: podcast again. has been a fucking mess from start <laughs> to end. Oh my god! Can you tell we're on deadline and it's the end of our actual deadline day today? I'll me.
1: blame you for these are the cracks that you tomorrow don't tomorrow see now. most of
0: the time. Well, we got to. I want a day off tomorrow.
1: Um, <laughs> well that's my prediction on Fox Day that the Fox will lay an egg and a new member of Baby Metal will come out So that
0: would be amazing <laughs> that would actually be amazing uh, like the Godwitty Gook for you uh, or Godwitty Gooker for you 90s wrestling fans I um, don't know what that means yeah so I'm pretty sure Baby Metal will release an album this year uh, I hope it's good and I'm fascinated to see what happens now I mean god it's what is it six years since they first um Kind of emerged on the scene. That's quite a long time. That's like a lot of evolution personally for the girls, and yeah. the scene's moved on since then, you know. Fascinated to see where baby metal fit in now.
1: Me too, because it was always one of those things where when they came out, it's like, is it just a gimmick? How will people take to it? Will it get accepted? Will it last? And people have, I think, accepted that baby metal are a thing and they're not going anywhere, but you just don't know whether that popularity will be sustained or whether people will have got a bit bored with it. Just don't know.
0: Yes. Uh, I agree with all of that, to be honest. Um... This is a
1: leading question, isn't it? It is. Fidel asks on Twitter, why people don't care much about the Great Southern Trendkill, the Pantera album? So he's saying people don't care about the Great Southern Trendkill, and, you know...
0: I, just... I didn't know that they don't. I mean, it doesn't get talked about as much as Vulgar Display and uh, Cowboys, but i mean i think it's a good album i mean that opening track is this is the title track i think isn't it it's just one of the heaviest openings to a song ever um what i love about it as well is that pantera got to a point where they could get number one albums and they were like the biggest kind of modern band in metal at the time and instead of softening up their approach or trying to compromise their vision they just went fuck it and just wrote some of the heaviest gnarliest most horrible songs they could they could find um yeah, there's some great stuff on that. I guess Sand people feel skin. it was
1: the descent of greatness, from greatness, I suppose, because there was Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display, Far Beyond Driven, and then I guess people feel it sort of started going downhill from there and then it all imploded.
0: Yeah. Well, but yeah, I, I think I it's, it's a good album. And I like the fact that it's got, like I said, some of the heaviest shit they ever wrote, and I think that's really cool that they, um, that they, uh, they did that.
1: But I still feel the same about Phil Anselmo. I still think... It's a shame for the other guys who are in the band and made the music because it still kind of hangs over him what he said about the wine and. It's interesting that you did that because I feel weird about it. I was
0: thinking, am I going to say anything about Filan Salmo? And I Um, thought no, because it's kind of done now. Like we, I think if you know who Pantera are, you know that they were an immensely brilliant and important metal band, and you also know that Filan Salmo has come out with some really stupid shit that has undermined that. And I think both those things are true. They are both you know? true,
1: yeah. They, they, both things are true at the same time. Yeah, I exactly.
0: It, uh, I was actually listening to Pantera today, funny enough. I went for a bit of a big riffy lads uh, vibe. And, yeah. um, and it was a f- I think it was the first time I had a real Pantera binge since uh, the latest uh, racism shitstorm around Phil. Yeah, and it was only a few songs in when I was like oh yeah he's kind of quote unquote cancelled now but it's oh, just... that's
1: the thing I listened to them a lot when um, Vinnie Paul died because we were putting oh, together oh yeah of course yeah, we yeah, were yeah, putting course, together some coverage in the magazine kind of talking about his legacy and the band's legacy and so on so I was listening to them then and you know it was a group of people it's not just about Phil so there is that but I also also wish that that wasn't a thing.
0: No, but I guess that, you know, we're reaching an interest that this could go off on a big old tangent with, uh, with stuff that's kind of in the news at the moment, particularly about Michael Jackson and all that. But I think we're just, we're, we're, we're reaching a point in popular culture now, aren't we? Where we're all basically having to ask, is it is it possible, is it, is it really possible to separate the art from the artist? And is it possible to have great art on a... Uh, a, a significant level, and by that I mean a large and significant amount of people actually making art that people care about and is uh, impactful and is countercultural and is subversive and all the rest of it, without having a few problematic and potentially toxic artists involved along the way somewhere. Is it possible? I don't really know. And I'm not taking a stance either way that really, somewhat cowardly. I'm just kind of saying I don't I don't know. I haven't got my head around all well, this kind no, of no, stuff. I yet. think
1: I think everyone's figuring it out as they go along, so.
0: Well some people are. Some people are very much drawn a line in the sand, aren't they? Some people are like, you you no one should listen to this band anymore. Um and I'm not talking about any specific band, but like this artist has done X, Y, or Z, no one should listen to them anymore. Whereas some people are like, no, you're all wrong. You should listen to this band, separate the art from the artist, you're an idiot if you don't.
1: I think we've said it before, but you have to decide for yourself at the end of the day.
0: That's how I feel, yeah. I I can still listen to Pantera. Um, I found myself listening to them today. But I can't totally ignore what Phil said and what Phil's done. Because I think he's done it enough times where it's like, well... It's not like a one-off stupid mistake anymore, is it? But... At the same time, if someone decided they never wanted to listen to Pantera again, I'd totally respect that. If someone just said they didn't matter a shit to them, I could understand that as well. I think you just have to kind of try and forge your own path. And most importantly, just don't be a dick and try and, you know, be nice to each other, which Phil failed to do. And that's where it all went wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, here's a question from Gareth. A sad question. Why doesn't Jonathan appear on the podcast anymore?
0: It's not that sad. He's still here. He's not died, has he? Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll appear again. It's a very good question. So, uh, obviously, we used to have Luke on here. He was online editor of Metal Hammer. Um, Luke left Hammer uh, at the end of last year. Um, Jonathan did used to be on here quite a lot as well, but Jonathan's working from home a lot now, so his his office scheduling is not quite matching up with when we're doing podcasts. However two things firstly a few people have asked us to Jonathan he will definitely be back more often I spoke to him today and said get the fuck back in the office more so we can um, have you on the podcast so that is going to happen uh, beyond that as well we will be uh, bringing in a new online editor very soon which will be revealed imminently um, so this awesome Tucson will be an awesome trio on the regular once again very yeah. soon which is good but yeah we have noticed that you just put up with us two schmucks for the last few weeks um, but I think it's good better laugh at me
1: I need to do some research
0: <laughs> big pause there <laughs> offended <laughs> need I, to do some research you keep
1: springing questions on me
0: not me the good people of the Metal Hammer Facebook page at springing facebook.com forward slash Metal
1: springing them on me unawares
0: well you know I mixed up Garland's fucking Abbas today, so I don't know if I'll ever get over that. That's why Jonathan back. He would
1: never have done that.
0: Exactly. As soon as this podcast is finished, I'm going to go find a volcano and dunk my head in it for 10 minutes as <laughs> penance for mixing up two of the most significant extreme metal personalities my I time. will
1: make sure this happens. Thank you.
0: But we are on deadline, so apologies. We will be back next week, refreshed, and uh, not talking absolute gobbledygook <laughs> like I was today I'm looking forward
1: to it it's going to be good
0: uh, in the meantime uh, stay tuned to matthammer.co.uk for all the latest news uh, don't forget to rate us on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast on and go pick up the ghost issue it's really good um, I wrote the feature so I can guarantee it and there's some other stuff in there as well as I mentioned previously stop cancelling metal shows everybody Bye.
1: Bye.